Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Uh, let's get started with a word of prayer, and then we get on with our devotional. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for taking care of us. Father God, most of all, please forgive us of any sins we've done. Father God, help us to stay on track. Help us to want to seek you. Give us the desire and the fire to, to want to read our word, to want to pray. Father God, we give you glory and honor for today. Father God, as we read this devotion day or read our word, we ask you to give us understanding. We ask you to help us to apply it to our life. We ask you to help us to, to be better people each day, Father God. Father God, as we're by your throne, we ask you to bless the ones that are hearing it. Bless the ones that are reading it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay. Going on with our key verse, key verse today is 1 John 3, 19 through 20. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Subject, God knows the truth in my heart. Affirmations, I'm a conqueror. I'm at peace. I'm filled with joy. I'm a believer. Sometimes we can commit a habitual sin. And it seems we have no control. And the more we try to stop it, the more we work on it, we still feel this guilt. The enemy wants us to feel guilt after we have asked for forgiveness. Because when we feel guilt after sinning, that is because God, that is God's way of trying to show us our error. But after we confess and we have turned away and we feel this considerable amount of guilt that tries to take us over. That's the enemy. The enemy will always make us feel worse after asking for forgiveness. He will always try to make us feel that what we said to God isn't the best. And he will always try to make us feel that that type of emotion is from God, but it isn't. So what do we do about the guilt that we feel after we have asked God for forgiveness? What do we do when the enemy tries to tear us down in our mental state? Some will say, just ignore him. And he will go away. Some say pray and others say rebuke the enemy. He has to go. What we must understand is verse 20, which says, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. God knows us and God is bigger than our feelings. He knows our intention and our, and our motives. We don't have to worry about God seeing us in, in a way that we don't want to be seen in. Hebrews 10 to 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled clear from clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The word of God says to draw near with a heart full of assurance of faith. And when we have faith that we have been cleansed of our sins and that when we when he says we are forgiven, we are washed with pure water. So when the enemy comes to us saying things like you messed up big time or you're a failure or you're not good enough or you can deny him and rebuke him and say that I'm cleansed in the blood of Jesus. And that's what he's saying is a lie. The word of God tells us to cast down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity, every thought to obedience in Christ, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. The enemy is trying to exalt these thoughts over our life and our mind is against the knowledge of God because we see in the word he has forgiven us. It tells us that when we confess our sins, he will forgive us. So it's no condemnation when we are forgiven. God isn't going to make us feel guilty about something he has given us. We must learn that the enemy will make us feel that God is against us and he will make us feel that God doesn't love us. That's his job. But we must ignore him. James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will flee if we rebuke him. 
We can't stay. We must leave. We doesn't, he doesn't have the power to stay. The enemy lost his power long ago over us. When Jesus died, he gave us the power to conquer him by the authority he's given us. We don't have to listen to him. We don't have to follow him to stay the stay the to stay. The only reason why the enemy will stay is because of believers allowing him to stay. We shouldn't give him any grounds to stay. We have to use the word of God and command him to go in the name of Jesus. First John 5 and 19 says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. We are from God, not this world. The enemy can't stay. Ephesians 6 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the schemes of the devil. We have to put on the armor of God every day to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Second Chronicles, Second Corinthians 4 and 4. In the case, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbeliever to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The enemy wants to keep us blind so we can become unbelievers of God so that we won't believe that he loves us. And if we can get us, if he can get us to believe this, he will pull us away. And that will give, that will keep us from God in a life of sin. That will keep us from God and, and keep us in a life of sin. Today, we can't stay away from God. We can't allow what the enemy says to pull us from God. God knows us. He knows every thought in our mind. He even knows our heart. We have to remember that when we ask God to forgive us, he has forgiven us. And even if we haven't been active in our prayer life, our Bible reading, he's, he's such a forgiving God. He knows the content of our heart. All we have to do is believe that he loves us and that he wants the best for us in every situation. Don't allow the enemy to fool you. You have the victory in Jesus' name. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the victory. We thank you for allowing us to be, allowing us to be forgiven. Father, you are so amazing and awesome. Lord, we love you. Lord, we ask you right now to give us the strength over our emotions and heal us not to do anything to disturb your plans you have for us. Lord, sometimes it's hard to let go of the habitual sins we commit. Lord, we ask you to cover us and help us to be more like you. Lord, right now your word says if we confess our sins, you will forgive and and. And we believe that. We believe that you love us. We believe that you are a healer and a restorer. And we praise your name for helping us through the season of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the topic is, God knows the truth in my heart. Okay. So a lot of times we will commit a sin and immediately we feel guilt. That's that's God. God is telling you, okay, you did a sin. This is wrong. I don't want you to do this anymore. This is why you're feeling this heaviness in your heart. So we go to him. Uh, we turn from our ways and we say, God, please forgive me of the sins that I've done. You know, we're a true heart. We don't want to be like the Israelites we talked about a few days ago. The Israelites just said it just to be saying it. We want to be true and we want to, we want to be sincere. We want to have a contrite heart and say, God, I am truly sorry about this. This is a sin that I keep committing. I'm sorry. I just not even a sin that you keep committing, just a sin in general. Just be sincere when you say it. Okay, after that's done, God has forgiven us. There's no reason for us to think about it. We're moving on with our life. We're moving on. We're walking more in the light of God. But then here comes this feeling. Well, you know he haven't forgiven you. Oh, you know, you messed up big time. He's not going to forgive you. Do you really think he forgave you for that sin you did? Oh, the words that you said was so ugly. Do you think he really forgave you? Oh, man, you haven't been reading your word. Oh, you haven't been praying. 
Do you think he's really going to keep you as a child of his? You must be kidding. You might keep doing what you're doing. These are the things the enemy will say to you. And most of the time when he say these things, if we're not strong enough and we don't read our word, we don't know that this is the enemy. We think this is God condemning us again. He's not. Once we committed a sin, God probably have a conversation. The Holy Spirit will probably have a conversation with us. Probably show us, you know, in the Bible, hey, you can't do this. You cannot say this. You cannot act this way. He's over it. He, you know, you might say, hey, this is something I need to work on. He's going to help you work on it each day. But he's not going to sit there and continue to poke, 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 poke. But guess who else that's going to keep poking with you? The enemy. Because the enemy feels that if he keeps poking and keep bothering and keep raining down guilt on you and keep making you think that this is hard that I have to do. This is tough walking in God's will. This is tough walking in the light. You give up. Because most people do. Because they can't take the the thing of being the thing of shame. That, that's what it is. The shame and fear that comes over people. And when the enemy can get us into the spot or into this, this basis of being fearful and being being fearful and being shamed, he got us. Because most people don't like those feelings. So what they do is they're like, this is hard. I give up. I just do this church thing later. I just do this Christian thing later. This Christian thing isn't for me. Let me go find something else that's a little more less challenging. And it's not challenging. I can tell you this much. Sometimes it's hard to do what God wants you to do because you're comfortable in whatever sin it is. That's why it's hard. It's hard to crucify the flesh. It's hard to sit there and say, I'm going to pray for 10 minutes. Because we have everything else warming us, telling us we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do this. And the best tip I can give anyone, when you're praying and the enemy is coming at you with things to do, get a sticky note right in front of you. Always, I always bring a notepad and pen with me when I go into prayer. You need to do the same. It's just a tip. I'm not telling you what to do, but just a tip. Bring that pen and paper inside your prayer closet or, or near, near you. So when the enemy says, oh, you forgot to wash dishes, write it down. Wash dishes. Keep praying. Oh, you forgot to wash your car. Wash your car. Keep praying. Oh, you forgot to take out dinner. I take out dinner later. I'm praying. Keep writing down everything he tells you that you forgot because you probably have forgotten those things. Thank you for the reminder, but I'm going to keep praying. That's how you stay centered in prayer. And see, if he can do that while you're praying, break up your motivation of praying, break up your zeal of praying, break, break up your zeal of reading the word, he got you because you're weak. You're not carrying the armor of God anymore. You're just carrying yourself. And when we get to the place in life where we're carrying ourselves, we're easy pickings for the enemy. The enemy is after everyone, but you're easy pickings. If you're someone that used to walk heavy in the word, heavy in the light of God, and now you're just cruising, I would say coasting. You know how you drive in a car and you can push the button, it, it coasts for you, it, it does like a hands-free, they call it, or coasting. I have it on my car, but I'm scared that I, I will mess something up, so I don't do it. And you can just cruise control. Like, I think it's good called cruise control. I can say hands-free. You you drive, it drive, the car drives for you. So you don't have to touch it. Some of us have let go, and we're letting the car, letting the enemy drive our car. We're no longer allowing God to drive it. We're allowing the enemy to have us on cruise control. 
And we think this is going to get us through life. We think this is going to help us build a relationship with Christ. This is going to make us stronger in the word. No, it's not. We must read our word every day. We must stay prayed up. But back to the topic at hand. When we ask God for forgiveness, he immediately forgives us. He throws in the seed of unforgiveness. He doesn't remember. So when you come to him be like, oh, you know, I did this sin last night. He's like, you already asked me for forgiveness. Well, I just wanted to remind. No, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what are you talking about? He's doesn't know. So what you have to stop and say, this is the enemy attacking me. This is the enemy trying to make me feel less. This is the enemy making me think God doesn't love me. This is the enemy trying to make me feel so guilty that I'm so heavy and weighed down that I'm not enjoying life anymore. He's making me think that this is God and this is him because it's a ploy. It's a trap. It's a scheme because if the enemy can't get us this direction. Okay, we're no longer, let's just use as an example. You're no longer drinking. So he's like, okay, I can't get her a drink anymore. I tried. I'm done. Okay, uh, she's smoking. Let me get her smoking. Okay, I gave that up to God. God freed you from that. You're no longer smoking. Okay. Okay, you're cussing. You're cussing Sam. You're cussing everyone out. Okay, God, I don't want to cuss anymore. I'll give this to you. He healed you of that. You're done with that. So now here it comes. Shame. Oh, you slipped out a cuss word. God, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't cussed. And, and God knows how long. I'm sorry. I don't know what's taking over me. I'm sorry. Here comes the enemy. Right before you go to bed. Do you really think he's forgiving you? Oh, you're back to cussing? Oh, look at you. Wait till everybody finds out you're cussing Sam. Or you're cussing. Oh, I can't believe you cuss like that. You cut, you talk to God with that mouth. So then you're heavy. You're feeling shame. You're feeling guilt. You're feeling fear. Like, oh, wow, God doesn't forgive me. Oh, wow, I, I have messed up. God, are you gone? Did I, did I do something wrong? I'm sorry. No. That's the enemy. And when that happened, we must stand firm and we must say, I rebuke you, Satan. God has forgiven me. I'm a child of the king. He loves me unconditionally. I rebuke you. Get behind me. Stand with authority. You have the victory. You don't have to wait for your pastor to do it. You don't have to wait till your minister to do it. You don't have to wait till your Sunday school teacher to do it. You don't have to wait for Bob and accounting to do it. You have the victory. You have the authority. God gave everyone the authority to rebuke and heal the sick. Only thing you have to do is rebuke Satan. Only thing you have to do is live by the word of God. And that's all you need, people. That's all you need, people, God, is to tell, tell the enemy to get behind thee. And when he gets behind thee, stump on him and keep moving forward. Take your car off cruise control and put your hands on the wheel and say, Father, you take control of my life. I know you've forgiven me. I know you have built me up. I know I'm wearing the armor of God. I know I slipped and fell, but God has given me the victory. And you keep pushing forward because the moment that you stumble, the moment that you focus on your sin, that's the moment the enemy is going to come in and redirect your attention. Let's look at some, some, some verses. Always need confirmation from the word. So the first um, verse we're going to go to is Isaiah 32 and 17. Isaiah 32 and 17. If you have your NIV, if you have your NLT, you can go to that. If you don't, um, that's fine. You can just go on your version app. Or if you if you have the, the link to the website, you can follow along on that. Because most likely this is posted at the same time as this. So you'll be able to follow along. That's if you won't. But we're going to go to chapter Isaiah 32 and 17. 
32 and 17. I just passed over it. Okay, 32 and 17. And the righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. When we're living a righteous life, we have nothing to fear. We're walking in the light of God. In the light of God, there's peace. In the light of God, there's quietness. In the light of God, there's confidence. And you'll always have confidence because you know that Jesus died for the forgiveness of your sins. And that he gives you mercy. He gives you grace. You have that confidence. Now you walk in it. You walk in that confidence that God has delivered you and that the mistake you made, he have washed you. He have looked away. He erased it. He blotted it out. It's no more. We must walk in confidence. If we walk like people that doesn't know, we walk like people that are, uh, are just beaten down. How can anyone take us serious if we think we have been beaten down? God wants us meek, but he also wants us strong. His word didn't say to be meek and, and, and by being meek. By, he wants us to be meek, but he don't want us to be where we're beaten down. We're taking things from the enemy. We keep letting him pour his, 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 his garbage on us. No, he wants us to speak back. Jesus did it. He said, man cannot live by, man can only live by word of God, not by bread alone. They can't. And I probably said that backwards, but sorry. But we cannot live by the things of this world and expect to fight in spiritual warfare. We cannot expect to consume TV time after TV time, binging, binge watching show after show after show, and expect to show up in spiritual warfare with no armor on. No ma'am. No ma'am. We must carry the word of God with us. And it's nothing wrong with binge watching TV. It's nothing wrong with saying, this is what I want to watch. I have read. I have read my Bible. I have prayed. I want to watch a little TV. It's nothing wrong with that. But if you have not read your word, you have not prayed. I'm telling you right now, ma'am, don't pick up that, that remote. Get under the word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and direct you. And he will. So you can walk in confidence. So when the enemy comes at you, you can say, you can get behind me. I am free. I am redeemed. I have an advocate. I am strong. I rebuke you and send you back. Just like that. He had to go. Next verse. Next verse is 1 John 1 and 8. 1 John 1 and 8. If you don't have your Bibles, like I said, you can get onto the into the website to follow along because um the website will have the 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 devotional on it um first john 1 8 if we claim we have no sin we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth now this is not saying that we are not sinful this is saying that when we sin we can ask god for forgiveness he has forgiven us we no longer have to work and walk in shame that God is not bothering us about the things that we have forgiven. He has forgiven us for. But what this is saying is that if we claim we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. You are lying to yourself and the people around you that if you say, I do not sin, you're lying. Because we all sin. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's why we have to go to him every day and confess our sins. That's why I tell people that if you can wake up in the morning and get your morning prayer in, it's essential to a, a morning to, to your morning to go to God in prayer and uplift his name 
and give him your time. It would change your whole day. I'm telling you, it changed, it would change your whole day. The last verse we're gonna look at is Jeremiah 23 and 24. You don't have to open your Bibles. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and read it off the screen. And in, in, in a man hide himself in secret places so that they cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? A man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him. We can hide as much as we want. We can run and hide and say, God, uh, he can't see me if I do this in the dark. Or, hey, no one knows we can do this. No one knows. No one's seeing me. Or I can do that. God sees everything. There's nowhere we can hide. Because it says it right here. He says, do I not feel heaven and earth? Why would we be so silly to think that we can hide? We can't. So the key points we're going to take out of this. First John 5, 19, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of our evil one. We are from God, not of this world. The enemy can't stay. We have the victory. It's nothing the enemy can do to us. We have the victory. But we must know the word of God to be able to say it back. That's why it's important to study the memory verses on top of the, the devotional. And even if you don't want to study that, find your own, devo find your own memory verse. And get it and meditate on it. There are good small verses for you to meditate on if you're new to meditating on his word. Ephesians 6, 11, This is another one. Put on the whole armor of God. We just talked about this. Make sure you put on the whole armor of God. These are two keys. We are from God and we must put on the whole armor of God. We must put on the whole armor of God. It's paramount to your walking God. Number three, we have the... Um, it says, in this case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The enemy wants us to keep us blinded. So what do we do to stay from being blinded by the enemy? Stay walking in the light. Stay walking in confidence. Stay walking in a righteous life. Only we can do this. And we can only do this with God, with the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own, so we have to do this with the Holy Spirit. So we must walk in righteousness. We must walk in a way that, that shows and beams and shows from within us that we are different. That's why some people can look at people and say, oh, this person's different. Oh, that person's different. Because they are living and right, living and walking in the light of God. And some of us forget that. We have let ourselves go. We have let the religious religion, we have let not religion, but we have allowed ourselves not to read our word. We have allowed ourselves not to pray. We have allowed ourselves not to meditate because we are so focused on other things. The enemy has built a trap of distractions. We don't have to stand for those distractions. We don't have to stand with the emotions that's overwhelming. And sometimes those emotions of guilt that he puts on us is so heavy that we feel like it's no escaping and it is. Say, Father, please remove this feeling from me. I rebuke you, Satan, because I'm forgiven. Please take this motion from me. And he will. But we must understand, we must trust God that when we say, when we commit, when we confess our sins, that he will forgive us. If you think that he doesn't forgive you of the sins that you're doing, have a conversation with God because he do. 
all we have to do is confess it and turn away. We can't allow the enemy to continue to play games with our mind because that's what he's doing. Because when we leave an opening for him to come in, we leave an opening for him to continue to bother us with saying that these shameful things and calling us this and saying that to us, calling us a failure. He wants that to play in your mind. He wants to bother your mind. Because then you will seek peace in other things and all you want to do is seek peace in God. You see that the ploy that he does? He wants to make you so heavy that you pick up your beard. You pick up your blunt or your joint, whatever you call it. You pick those things up and you smoke it and you drink it because you want peace from all those thoughts. So then you're falling into sin because you're using those things as an outlet instead of using God as an outlet, instead of using God as your peace. I'm saying this to someone because the Holy Spirit is telling me to say this to you. That you are not alone in the way you're feeling. The enemy is coming after you so heavy because he knows if you stay on the road of righteousness that you'll finally give up on the things of this world and that you will walk in the light of him. The Holy Spirit is saying now to walk away from the things of this world. Let go of the things that's giving you comfort, that's giving you peace, and hold on to God. Because in the word of God, it says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. In those moments that the enemy is attacking you, attacking your mind, bothering you, draw near to God. Close your eyes and focus on God. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to feel guilty of. Give everything to God in prayer. He hears you and sees you. Okay. Hope you all enjoyed this devotional. Um, Remember, Jesus loves you, and I love you too. Okay, have a great day.